listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Monday the 28th of February. You're listening to Recap, brought to you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. And here's a financial disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. G'day there, Alice. Kia ora, Jose. How are you? Just tip top, thank you. And how about you? I'm all good, thanks. Uh, Just before we get into things, I wanted Mm -hmm. to remind everyone listening about our Recap audience survey. Uh, Let us know how you think Recap could be made even better, and you'll go into the draw to win a $50 Sharesies gift. Yeah, honestly, most people are finishing the survey in about three and a half minutes, so it's a small imposition on your time. But obviously, it's still one we uh, appreciate you undertaking. You'll find a link to the survey in the episode description. Now let's pick up where we left off last week with a scan over the news from Ukraine and reactions to the Russian invasion. Jose, can you fill us in? Yes, I can. Uh, According to Ukraine's Interior Ministry, 352 Ukrainians have been killed during the invasion. The ministry claims that they have wounded and killed over 4,000 Russian soldiers and taken over 200 prisoners of war. But in what seems to be a hopeful move, Ukraine agreed to peace talks with Russia. Assuming the talks go ahead, uh, Ukraine says they will meet without preconditions. The Ukrainian president, Vladimir Lezinsky, says he's not confident that any progress will be made, but says he has to show that he tried. The talks will happen at uh, this evening, New Zealand time, at a checkpoint on the Ukrainian and uh, Belarusian border. But that news was closely followed by the, the that the Russian president Vladimir Putin had put that country's nuclear defences on high alert. According to the order which was included in a statement to Russian media, the deterrence forces of the Russian army are now in what was described as a special mode of combat duty. The statement doesn't expand on what that means. The US quickly responded and called it an unacceptable escalation. And markets have opened in Russia. This is the first trading day after the announcement of economic sanctions directed towards the country for its invasion. The ruple dropped to nearly 30% against the US dollar. Now, those sanctions mentioned before include locking some Russian banks out of the SWIFT international banking system. Now, SWIFT stands for Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication, and it's essentially the veins of the global financial system. It's secure messaging infrastructure that means money can be sent from bank to bank across country borders very quickly. As any banks cut out of SWIFT will find it much harder to process international payments for companies to make imports or receive exports or even to borrow money. But Alice, what else can you tell us about the impact the conflict is having on markets? Well, as we discussed on Friday, amid this crisis, we are seeing heightened volatility in markets, or in other words, markets are being a bit bumpy. Uh, We're seeing movements in share markets as new information comes to light and investors uh, assess how this um, affects economic and financial risks that come with that news. So, for example, on Thursday last week, we saw the NZX50 drop 3.3% upon news of the invasion, and that was the largest daily drop since March 2020. But then on Friday, the index partly recovered and closed 1.6% higher after news of those sanctions. And what about in the US markets? 
Well, after falling earlier last week as tensions escalated, the S&P 500 gained 1.8% on Thursday and 2.2% on Friday after those sanctions were announced and um, after news that Russia was reportedly going to send a delegation for those peace talks with Ukraine. But overall, the S&P 500 closed flat for the week. So you can see that the situation is volatile. And in the week ahead, people are bracing markets, uh, bracing for markets to be a bit bumpy as the situation unfolds. Back to the local market now, Jose. Genesis Energy released its half-year results this morning. Genesis Energy being the Kiwi Electricity and Gas Company, and I believe it's dual listed on both the New Zealand and Australian stock exchanges. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so tell me more about these results today. So these were for the six months to the end of December 2021, and Genesis said it delivered another strong performance during the half year, and that the results underline the company's momentum as it invests for future growth in new renewable energy and better customer experiences. So let's take a look at the financials. Often when we talk about electricity companies, Alice, they use a particular profit measure, don't they? EBITDAF, I think it's called. Yes, that's right. EBITDAF stands for Earnings Before Interest, Tax, Depreciation, Amortization and Changes in the Fair Value of Financial Instruments. Basically what you need to know is that it's net profit, but it strips out a whole number of items from that figure to provide better insight to the operating performance of the company. Essentially, it's sort of stripping out a bit of noise to look more closely at what the company's in business to do. And what was Genesis EBITDAF? That came in at $210.3 million for the half year. That was down about 3% compared to the same time a year ago. Now, as for net profit after tax, that was up 63% year on year at $84.7 million. Uh, And the company also announced an interim dividend of 8.7 cents per share, and that's payable on the 1st of April. You mentioned earlier about Genesis investing for its future growth. What was that about? Yeah, well, as CEO Mark England explained in the announcement, Genesis has been investing in its digital capabilities, new sources of renewable energy, and maximising the efficiency of its current assets. He said that those are all important things for future growth as the company transitions to a sustainable future. Now, some of those things include like signing new agreements for wind and geothermal energy generation, uh, and also signing an agreement with a solar-powered developer. And you also said that Genesis upgraded its earnings guidance for the rest of the year? Yeah, correct. Genesis said it now expects to make between $430 and $440 million in EBITDA for the full financial year. Now that ends in June. Uh, that number is compared to uh, between $420 and $440 million uh, that the company gave as guidance last August. Uh, But Genesis did say that this number is subject to hydrological conditions, gas availability, any material events, uh, one-off expenses or other unforeseeable circumstances. Great, thank you very much Alice. Uh, Another company announcing their full year results today was Restaurant Brands who reported a boost in net profit. Restaurant brands are the company that run a couple of overseas food brands in New Zealand, right? Yeah, they run KFC, Pizza, Carl's Jr and Taco Bell here in Aotearoa. But they've also moved into New South Wales and Australia and Hawaii and Guam as well. Uh, They also have a number of KFC sites in Southern California. The company is dual listed on the New Zealand and Australian stock exchanges. 
Okay, and you said they've seen an uptick in profit. Yeah, the top line numbers run as follows. So net profit was up 69% to $51.9 million. Uh, revenue reached $1.1 billion compared to the $925 million in the previous year. Uh, restaurant brands also provided an underlying profit figure. Uh, you might remember we've talked about underlying profit before on Recap. Uh, what that means is that they exclude one-off costs or unusual charges that aren't part of the usual course of business. It's often used by companies to give what they think is a better picture of their profit. It's a similar idea to EBITDAF that mentioned, uh, Alice mentioned with Genesis. Now that came in at almost $173 million versus $147 million from the previous year. And how did the company describe the last 12 months? Well, as ever, the pandemic was a feature, just like the 2020 financial year disruptions affected the company across the board. However, local operations recovered well after reopening from the lockdown, and restaurant brands said they had a good performance from KFC and Carl's Jr. stores. That was driven by the offer of a new click-and-collect option for KFC customers and a new website. But helping offset the effects of COVID was the Paycheck Protection Program in the U.S., Now, this was a low-interest loan scheme, which allowed for companies to pay staff and uh, other costs created by the pandemic. They actually got their loan in Hawaii forgiven, and that put an additional $11.4 million into the revenue combo. Adding to the jumbo bucket of secret recipe chicken was $7.2 million in jobs subsidies received in New Zealand. And what about the next 12 months? What's Restaurant Brands' guidance? Restaurants Brands says current trading remains strong and they are continuing their rollout of Taco Bell stores in New Zealand and Australia. They expect 15 new stores to open by December, but that brand will remain a small part of the business for the next year. Ultimately, though, given the uncertainties around the pandemic, they say that they are declining to give firm guidance. But they did declare a final dividend of 32 cents per share payable on the 22, uh, the 22nd rather of April. This is the first time the company has declared a final dividend since 2018. And that was Recap for the 28th of February. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, it'd be a real help if you gave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts. Our email is recap at sharesies.co.nz. And you can also leave a voice message. There is a link in the episode description. And also, please don't forget to do our audience survey. Please don't forget we'll to do that. Oh, gosh, do it, please. Three and a half minutes. And we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> we sure will. Matiwa, see you then.